Thank you. Thank you so much. It's really an honor to um, be here with you guys and, you know, just share those good vibes, positivity. It's what I love to do. You have a lot there. Do you want to tell us kind of how you got started with your kind of fitness and your business? It actually, I've been into fitness and wellness and all that stuff for many, many years. I started my wellness, even though it wasn't a healthy wellness journey. I started my first wellness journey when I was nine years old, and it was all due to me being in the dance world and, you know, having to look a certain way. And unfortunately, at that age and at that time, um, my wellness journey was more of like a toxic wellness journey. So transitioning into my adult life, my wellness journey then became something very different and it was something that I started to use to empower myself and feel better about myself instead of always feeling shameful because it was made to be that way when I was growing up it's you got to fit in you got to look a certain way you have to have a certain body type so that a lot of those things led to me having eating disorders as a young teenager into my early 20s um and until it was that I started and it didn't start as a business it started as this is a journey for myself. Once I was starting with my, with my program and I started Herbalife, I was able to then, okay, start changing my mindset as to I'm changing to live a healthier lifestyle. I'm not on a diet. I'm not trying to make myself lose weight because I need to look a certain way. I'm losing weight because I need to be healthy. I need to feel better. I need to control something that I was diagnosed with, which is PCOS. It's a hormonal imbalance. I need to manage that. And the only way to do that holistically, because I was sick and tired of medications, um, was by switching my eating habits and making better choices every single day to help myself keep it that way. So that's basically where my, why my journey, why I'm still on this journey and where I started, where I'm coming from, where my mindset was to where it is today. And throughout questions, I'll be able to share how it is that that starts to change. I can't believe it started at such an early age. Like today, I see that because of like social media, everything is so in our face. But I guess when we were younger, probably like the magazines were cute. And we would oh, all- yeah. So and then also like I did ballet and stuff when I was younger, so I could see how like the dance culture as well. Was there any particular point in time or any particular incident where it clicked for you? Like you have to change how you're seeing yourself? Yes, it clicked when I realized that I had lost weight already, but I still didn't find myself beautiful. I still looked in the mirror and saw the old me, the overweight me, and I was never content. And I started realizing that I will never be content or that I would never be content if I didn't work on my mind. Because your mind is the, is the part of you that controls everything. And your mind, you have to believe things in order for them to actually be real for you. So I had to 
take away the oh my god I look fat in this and say no I look beautiful in it and if I don't feel happy with the way that it looks because it's you know cutting me and it's making like a little roll pop out or something okay either size up which oh my god that was a huge thing like no you don't size up you never want to go to a bigger size so it's a lot of different little things that you know you start to realize wow why am I being so like hard on myself? Okay, I gained a few pounds. We let's size up. Let's put let's put something on that fits. In the past, it was no squish into it because you can't size up, and and all that would do is I would hate the way I would look, and I would stay home. I wouldn't want to go out. I wouldn't want to do things. So understanding that it's not so much about my physical, it's about how I feel mentally about my physical. That's what I had to start changing. And to the simple, like, let me put it in simplest terms. I never wore shorts when I, when I was overweight because I was super insecure about my thighs. And as I started to lose weight, I was like, okay, I'm going to force myself to wear shorts, but I would be wearing shorts and I was constantly like pulling them down. I would be like so embarrassed if I bumped into someone because I was super out of my comfort zone, but only doing things out of your comfort zone is how you little by little start redirecting yourself and changing the things that have been implanted in your brain or in your life or in your mind for all these years. And it's hard to change that. It's very hard to make changes like that in your life, but if you're unhappy, you, you got to do something about it because you're the person that has to save you. No one else can do that for you. I agree with you, Michi. I as well do suffer from PCOS. Um, it's a constant battle because it's something out of your control unless you're like on medication. And right. I am currently on medication. And with that, I've had a 30, 30 pound weight loss, which I'm still going fluctuating right now with my weight. Mm -hmm. And I'm still like unhappy like I see myself as like that chunky girl that yeah. is always constantly fighting with herself like I don't look good I look fat you know and even though a lot of people yeah. tell me like you know stop losing weight you've lost so much weight whatever but when I look at myself in the mirror I was like no I, I don't see that I need to lose more weight you know what I yeah. mean like it's it's something that I wish and it's something that I am constantly working on every single day and I'm appreciative of the hard work that I've put into it until now. And I, whenever I, I put something that I wouldn't be able to wear before, I'm like, damn, you know, like I've come this far mm -hmm. and I get excited. But then sometimes it's like when I wear something like super tight or super skimpy, I'm like, yeah, no, I look like a, a stuffed burrito right now. Like we're not doing this. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But it's you're you look fabulous, by the way. I've I've Thank seen you. that transformation these last couple of months and you're you're killing it. You look fabulous. Keep it up and you do not look like a stuffed burrito, okay? Because I saw you with your posh spice <laughs> little dress. No, no, right. no, no, I no. I saw no. you. Oh. Uh -huh. No. <laughs> no, those those pictures that I've seen, I look horrible. I was like, we need to delete these. Delete. No, delete, no, delete. don't delete pictures. You look beautiful. Yes. Both of you look beautiful. I was gonna say, like, I have a thing about my thighs right now because I've also gained mm -hmm. a lot of weight recently, whereas like on the last two years prior, I was working out, but, and I had lost weight and I felt good about myself. And then I got a knee yeah. injury last year. And then after that, it's like, I've done nothing but gain weight. I can't seem to get it to stay off. But then whenever I look at your Instagram, it's like, well, you wear all this and you're so confident. You spread all this positivity every day. And then even from the messages you sent kind of like 
telling me, no, 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 no. You can't have that neck. You look beautiful in a bikini, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. you're very inspiring. And I really appreciate that. And I think you look you look great, too. And Ali Bell, I know she's going through a lot of the same stuff as me with our negative self-talk and negativity about how we feel. I think Dee probably has her ups and downs, too. But mm-hmm. we have to change the way we think. I think- 100%. 100%. Someone was going to talk, um, but I was going to so, say something and I don't want to forget. Go ahead. <laughs> I will forget. <laughs> Sorry, is that I will forget. My brain works like, like this. <laughs> um, so one thing that I'm going to say is self-love is something that you need to work on every single day. And even though you think that you're doing better, there's still going to be that little negative voice that's going to creep in when you least expect it. And it's going to try to throw off your good, positive vibe. And even though you, and and thank you for saying that I share, you know, positivity every single day and all stuff. And I really do try to, because it's the way that I keep myself positive. I'm packing, we're getting ready for a three week trip. And I have been just so stressed, so anxious, just doing so many other little things that I haven't made the time to work out and to, and I, my eating habits have been a little like, all over the place these last couple of days and I've been putting myself down and I've been telling myself man you wanted to lose a few more pounds before this trip you wanted to do this you wanted to that and you haven't done it and I started like shaming myself for it and I was like I stopped myself and I literally grabbed myself and I moved and I got in front of my mirror and I started telling myself Meech you are a beautiful fucking bitch so stop putting yourself down stop saying that you're fat stop saying you need to lose weight for this trip and that's it let's get packing let's look at all these outfits let's get excited and it's just my brain like my mind I'm I look good you know (laughs) I feel good but my mind started playing these little things like on me saying like nah you don't look good enough for this trip and I had to catch myself and that is how I correct myself as I'm, if I feel like if I'm unraveling a little bit, I have to correct myself. So you have to tell your own little negative voice to shut up. So I wanted to say that because that's super important. That's like a daily thing. And just like you said that you do have that creep voice. I actually had that uh, previous relationship in where you actually hear the negativity and the, you know, this is how you're supposed to look. This is how you're supposed to be instead of who you really are. And obviously, you know, from... Coming from that relationship, it, ha- it, it did affect me. It, I think is um, it comes to a point where you feel that you're not enough with what who you are and with what you have. And, you know, obviously with all the attributes that we have as Latinas, right? Because, I mean, yeah. a lot of us are very curvy. That confidence, I actually lost it in that relationship. And, and it's something that I admire so much about you. And I know I briefly had a really amazing conversation with you uh, yes. three months ago. And one of the things that really kind of, it was a takeaway from me from you is that it was not always like that, but it, it is, does get better. And I want to know from you, from your perspective, what is that one thing or th- that advice that you can give people like me who have been feeling a lot of shame with how we look? And in gaining that confidence back, like, what do you think is, is needs to be worked on? Okay. So, um, one, the first one is going to be, I never, I never seeked 
like therapy or anything like that. And not because I was against it, just because I'm a little, I don't want to say it's not lazy. I procrastinate a lot of things. So I never ventured out to get a therapist. And I feel that still to this day, that's something that I would want to do. So I'm going to mention that first, because I feel that maybe if I would have had someone guiding me or just listening to me, they would help me sort out the feelings and the negative thoughts that I had in my mind about myself, like physically, my confidence, my weight, all that stuff. Um, However, because I didn't go through that route, um, I went through the route of reading books that would help me build my confidence, that would help me build specifically my belief in myself. Mm -hmm. And why belief? Because confidence is how you feel about yourself, but also how you believe that you are, that you look, that you feel. So you might feel beautiful, but you might not believe it. Mm -hmm. Someone might tell you, you look beautiful, but you don't believe it. Right. Just like how we were just talking about, oh, Ali, you looked, you know, you looked great. You looked beautiful in that dress. And she's like, nah, nah, nah. We need those roles, though, this, the way the look looks. And then like all the negativity that she said about that, she doesn't believe that she's beautiful in that dress, in that moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to that, that's why we have to read things or listen to an audio that's going to help you process these thoughts and make you aware of these thoughts. Because sometimes we're just so quick to give that, that little like negative, like, you know, like, oof, I like you just said, like, you know, whatever you just said to yourself and you don't think anything of it. You just keep going by, about your day. But the thing about this is now because you're listening or you're reading about this, you're going to become much more aware of your thoughts, of what you're saying, the way that you're speaking to yourself. And little by little, that's when you start catching yourself in that moment to correct. So for me, it's learning to identify what it is that I need to work on or what I'm being like negative about to then be able to correct it. And that's how you're going to in turn build up that confidence and that belief in yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing would be being accountable with yourself, like keeping promises that you promise yourself, keep them. Like, don't break your own promises to yourself. Because if you're not keeping the promises to yourself that you're making, whether that be, I'm going to start cooking at home, I'm going to cook healthier, or I'm going to, you know, cut down on my portions because I'm trying to lose weight, or I'm going to go on a walk every single day, or I'm going to go to the gym, you know, three times a week, whatever it is that you're trying to work on, Or if you want to work on like your mindset and all, I'm going to read my book every single day for 10 minutes or something like that, you know, Um, just keeping those promises to yourself, you're going to have more belief in yourself because you're going to trust yourself. So when you're in this process, this is all about trusting you. You have to trust that the actions that you're taking are going to take you to that next goal that you have or that next mindset uh, switch that you want to make or lifestyle switch that you want to make. So they, they kind of like go hand in hand, you know, but I feel that those two things were huge for me. And I'm going to share the book that I read when I started my self-love journey. And it's the You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. It's a yellow book. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you've read it. Maybe you haven't. And if you haven't, I highly recommend that you guys read it because it's one of my favorite books. It honestly is. It's a very easy read and it just empowers you. And it's not just about your look, like your physical, it empowers you in all aspects of your life, whether it's a business you want to start, 
you know, a home you're trying to buy, uh, a relationship with another person that you're trying to kind of like work on or fix, or maybe, you know, you've just been emotionally hurt by something like in this case, you know, uh, a lot of like how people treat you or express themselves about you, all these things, like all these traumas maybe that we have, it kind of just like helps you like not to move past it's not going to correct any or fix any of these like it like issues or dramas or or traumas i mean not dramas but i'm pretty sure it's it's, it's going to be worth it with my mindset and you know like you said you know one of the things that i also take into consideration and what you said is just how you think i have a couple questions for you yeah um, so Dee kind of brought up how part of her struggle had to do with the toxic relationship she was previously in. And probably, you know, there's a lot of people out there that probably hear negative things about themselves, whether it's a toxic relationship with a family member or an intimate partner. Like my myself, a lot of my family is unhealthy, which you talked about as well, and obese. So I feel like even being smaller when I was younger, I would get actually shamed for not being big enough like everybody else right so that still impacted me is there and so I want to kind of know two things is there anyone besides yourself that impacted your health and fitness journey or is it only you and then also what outside supports do you have if any because I know you said you know it starts with with you but do you have anyone that's also helping you hold yourself accountable is there someone else that like it's like someone in my life that like triggered me into yeah but I know you talked about like being in dance and whatever but like had anyone yeah. ever like were you bullied were you was there anyone that ever made comments that contributed to honestly I think that it has to do a lot with the culture with Hispanics but also I feel that you know in any culture um it could also happen because you mentioned it yourself and I know you're not Hispanic obviously um but um as far as me it would always be like your grandma is super like whenever your grandma sees you and when you go see your abuelita it's like oh you're too skinny or oh you're getting chunky oh but you gotta eat oh but you're not eating so it's like this whole thing and I know that it's like we hear it like we I feel like a lot of my friends we talk about this and it's like you're always like whenever you go to like a family get together everyone's just um quick to say, hey, uh, you've gained weight, or oh my god, you've lost weight, or like they comment on your physical appearance yeah. for some reason. So I know that that's something that would be a little triggering because I would go to people like to, like go to my my family's house and it's just like, oh my god, I'm gonna see someone and it's like, oh, wear something that's gonna make me look skinnier because I don't want them to comment on the fact that I've gained weight or something. So little things like that, you know, they start they start to trigger you at a very young age. And honestly, I also feel that it's something that comes through generations. Obviously, her growing up with that, that passes on to me because that's her mindset. That's what she was taught that was beauty and stuff like that. Kind of like how we were taught, you know, growing up in our, in our Y2K area. You look at Christina Aguilera, you look at Britney Spears with those low riding jeans and, you know, flat tummies, very small frames. And it's just like you are taught that you need to look like that. And no, we don't need to look like that. You know, every single body is beautiful. So um, I, I will say that even though my mom doesn't mean it in a bad way, I, I don't blame her. And I tell her, I'm sorry that, you know, she had to grow up with someone who did make her feel that way. And again, it's not that it was being mean. It's just 
this is the standards that we're told that we should keep. So even now I have to constantly like correct my mom and tell her mom, no, like you look, because still to this day, she looks at herself and she sees the obese person that she was years ago and she's not like that anymore. And I have to also recorrect her like all the time and telling her she's beautiful, telling her that she could wear this and that and just empowering her because obviously she suffered for many years too. So with that being said, she's also been my number one supporter whenever it is that I'm, you know, working on myself, working on different goals and stuff like that. And I also have the support of my husband. My husband was never, he had never done a diet in his life. He had never eaten healthy, none of that stuff. And when I decided that I was going to make my lifestyle change, uh, almost 10 years ago, like nine years and some change, you know, he's like, all right, you're going to do another one. Let's go do it. And then in that one, he actually joined me because he just saw how much happier I was <laughs> and how good I was feeling. So he's like, all right, I want to make a change too. And that's when he started. But, you know, I'm grateful that I do have that support. But in the past, I didn't really like he, he, he wouldn't be like, oh, you, you need to lose weight or anything like that. No, but he also wouldn't help me in the sense that, I would be eating something healthy and he's like, oh, I want pizza and I want this and I want that. And obviously I'd have to make it for him um, and I wouldn't have it. But that changed later on. But I've always received support from both of them. And honestly, my whole family, too, like like his parents and stuff like that. Uh, not that. And, and I want to say that not everyone needs to support you and you should not feel that you need someone to support you in order to achieve your goals, because at the end of the day, the one that's putting um the one that has to take care of you is you so I also had to say all right if he's not on the same page that I'm at right now with my health journey my mom is going through whatever she's going through with hers I have to focus on me and make choices and do things that are gonna help me get to where I want to get to with my physical health and wellness goals you know I like that because you kind of just basically made a line in the sand there's external validation and then there's support and it's two completely different things and I really like that you did that and then also like it's more so about your health and you feel good because that's what I try to focus on even teaching my kids like it's not it doesn't matter what size you are as long as you are healthy because obviously there's different health issues if you are underweight or you are overweight and then with your genes and it's just about making healthier choices and having a healthy lifestyle and I think that's what people need to focus on and I love that you are using your platform and your audience to promote health and well and wellness and not necessarily oh I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to Mm-hmm. muscle or it's more so just being healthy a hundred percent a hundred percent and that and i i feel that the reason why and i've i've been doing wellness i've been a wellness coach for almost 10 years now and i feel that the reason why i feel so passionate about it is because i know the struggle and i know that there are so many people out there who are still struggling with that and they don't realize that the way that you fuel your body and the things that you do every single day for yourself, for your body, whatever you're putting into your body or doing for your body has a direct impact on how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you feel like crap. Just, just think about, forget about like, 
uh, weight loss and like physical. Let's just talk about when we're feeling like like a little bum, right? Because we're around the house, maybe we're in sweatpants or in our PJs, our hair's picked up like in a wild, messy uh, bun or ponytail, whatever. And like you've been home, you've been doing a whole bunch of stuff and you're just like, oh, you're just not feeling it. You're not feeling like like going out or anything, but you feel like, I don't know. For me, I feel like, oh, I just feel like, like blah, like crap, you know? And it, it's not that it was a bad day. It's not that anything happened. It's just like that day I felt just like blah. But then the moment that you just shower, maybe you wash your hair, maybe you style your hair, you apply if you're doing like, if you like a skincare routine um, and like, I don't know, you did something that makes you happy. All of a sudden your mood change, your, your energy change, the way that you maybe look at yourself in the mirror or you take that selfie. Now it's a little different. So that's why I'm saying it's all correlated. And I kind of like lost myself where I was going with this, but. (laughs) (laughs) we love your nail stories too and your hair story what you're saying when you know yeah you know we talked about that a little bit in season one how when we get a new hairdo or do our nails or just exactly what you're saying dress up it makes you feel so much more confident and better yeah yeah a hundred percent i i like if i'm feeling like that i'm like okay let's get up Let's do something. Let's do this. Let's do that. And instantly I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. I feel so much better right now. And I feel so much better about myself. What are those favorite things that Michi does that, that you favor so much? What are your favorite things to do for yourself? Okay. So one of my favorites is maybe just doing like a little bubble bath, listening to some music, whatever vibe I'm in for that day. Like lately I've been into my Cali Uchis. Ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, so I just like vibe, you know, I'll, I'll do a bubble bath and I'll do that. Another thing is like actually taking time to like exfoliate my body and like, you know, shave and like take my time doing that. It's not like a rush cause I need to get some somewhere or do something. It's more of like, all right, it's just me. I'm just here vibing. If I have wine, I'll have a little glass of wine. Um, that's not always the case, but you know, just anything like that, wash my hair, blow dry it, even though I, I hate having to do it, but I love the the result (laughs) so it's just pampering myself doing things that make me feel like i'm taken care of uh like by me you know i love it yeah skincare do a little massage on my face do like my little mask just anything to anything that you're treating yourself at least for me in my journey of my weight loss i've learned that this is only going to be a me versus me thing no one's going to help me to lose the weight, to want to lose the weight, to tell me, hey, listen, it's time to go to the gym or listen, don't eat this because then you're going to be complaining later on, you know, that you're gaining weight. It's it's always like a daily thing that you need to, you know, fight with yourself. You're going to have your good, like, your good and your good and evil, so to speak. And you, and you constantly have to fight, you know, all the negative thoughts that you have going on whatever you just said flip it but it's something that we're always gonna battle with and one thing I love using analogies and because I feel like we understand I understand things better that way we have to maintain so many things in our life in order for them to keep going for them to keep running and we don't think about it we don't think about how long we have to fill our cars up with gas in order for the car to keep going right Mm -hmm. the car needs gas to function 
but you don't think about all the years that you're going to be buying gas to keep your car running. Right. Mm -hmm. So right. we shouldn't feel the same way of like the way that we're eating or the way that we're losing weight or whatever it is that we're doing. We know that we need to eat in order to stay alive. So it's just about choosing what you're going to eat each meal to just help yourself throughout that process, whatever that looks like for you. If it's maintenance, if it's weight loss, if it's weight gain, if you're putting on muscle mass, whatever it is that you're working on, you have to maintain it in order for it to stay status quo. So I always remind myself about that. There's no run. Like there's no, this is not a race. This is your life. And in order for you to have a long, healthy life, you have to do certain things to keep that body going. If you talk negatively to yourself because you had one, you had a cookie one day, I don't know. And you shouldn't have had a cookie because it's not part of your goals at the moment. It's okay. Like it's not, it's not going to like kill you. You had a cookie. The next thing that you have in the day, okay, make sure it's in alignment with what you want to do. But don't put yourself down in a very negative way because you had a cookie. I love that. Did that enough. make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, did that make sense? Because yeah. I don't know. Yes. No, and okay. like, just because you, you had a cookie like that doesn't have to set you back from your goal. It just means, right. you know, do better next time. There's always room for improvement. Yeah. You got a flat tire. Okay. Are you going to fix it? Or are you going to slash the other three? You're going to fix it and you're going to keep exactly. going. That's it. I love the analogy. I did have a question about your PCOS. Yes. What have you found that works for you and your symptoms? Well, that's a very difficult question to answer because working out definitely helps because um, it's, it's good for everybody, you know? Um, let me see. Going for walks are really good. It helps with your blood sugar level, especially after eating. Just primarily, just keeping a balanced lifestyle with the food. I am not, per, I'm, I used to be very, very restrictive and I'm no longer restrictive. There's a lot of people that will not touch carbs. I eat carbs. Um, so that's why it's kind of hard to pinpoint. It's just like an overall, like I have to be doing overall good choices with everything that I'm doing in order to see results, especially because I'm not on medication. If I were on medication, it might help me a little bit more, but I just don't want to be on medication for the rest of my life because there is no cure for PCOS. And PCOS in a nutshell, for people who don't know, it's a hormonal imbalance uh, that is triggered by your blood sugar level, a lot of also excessive hair growth. So there's a lot of things that depending on your body that you shouldn't have or that you could have but limited and I feel that those are things that I have learned through trial and error and being patient with the process because you have to figure out what your body responds to and what it doesn't so I know it's a little it, it could be a little confusing and complicated but I was diagnosed back in 2012 and to this day I'm still learning about PCOS and sadly there's more information coming out now but back in the day when I was diagnosed, there was not a lot of information on PCOS. So I was always getting the runaround by doctors and telling me I can't have this and I can't have that and I can't do this and I can't do that. And, you know, it's just restrictions, restrictions everywhere, but like no real help until I said, all right, I'm doing this on my own. I'm going to figure this out. I'm just going to start eating healthy and I'm going to just see how it goes. And my doctor didn't think it was possible. <laughs> um, and when I went back 50 pounds lighter, he was very surprised and very proud of me. 
and he said all right so you don't need to do the surgery because you've uh, you've taken control and the surgery i met like a gastric bypass with a gastric sleeve oh wow yeah my doctor when he told me that i was that i was that he recommended surgery for me i was overweight i was weighing 208 pounds and i'm 411 so that's very overweight for my height and he saw that i wasn't doing anything to make a change to to want to get healthy so that's why he was like all right well i'm going to have to recommend surgery for you because if you don't want to do something about it yourself i can't let you not like i can't let you not take care of yourself so i when when he said that that was like whoa wake up call i need to do something and that's when i got serious and i started making the changes that i had to do to to lose weight and i will share that my mom had the gastric bypass done when i was when i had just met my husband so i was 14 going on it, it was it was i was already fit no i was already 14 when when she got her surgery i remember everything that she went through and all the stuff that she has gone through all these years post surgery that i'm just like i don't want that for myself so when he said that the doctor i was like oh no no <laughs> like i'm not going to put myself through that i need to do this so that was kind of like it's either i do this or i do surgery and i went the route that i wanted to do which was get my shit together and do it and and pcos is something that honestly like us females it's so common like between yeah. each other and it's something that we really don't speak about that's why there's there's so little information about it for me in my case i was diagnosed with pcos um back in 2007 i want to say 16 or 17 Um my case of PCOS is very mild. It's more like of a hormonal thing cuz my uh, menstrual cycles are super irregular. Mm-hmm. And I am on birth control just for that specific reason, but it's something that it can cause issues if you're trying to get it's just something that if you guys really have are trying to say you would have to be on different medication just to just to be able to get pregnant. That's- yeah, I mean, I do know a lot of women who have PCOS and have gotten pregnant naturally and stuff like that, not necessarily having to to do like IVF or, you know, anything like that or mm-hmm. taking medications that would make them more. But yeah, definitely it's something that can impact women in their journey of trying to conceive. I had a question for you, Michi. Mhm. Um, and actually this goes back to, you know, seeing your post in Instagram and kind of like all of that great energy you have and in your post daily. Um, a lot of that is a lot of positivity, a lot of great energy, a lot of great things. Obviously from someone that enjoys seeing those things. Um I always wondered, right? You may probably, you know, just like every human you know may have those days that are maybe a little bit gray and not so great how do you deal with those days that are that you're not feeling that well and you know that you need to kind of find your self motivation to keep going what what is it that michi michi do when when you don't feel that 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 great energy okay so i have those days a lot um because one of the other side effects that PCOS has are mood changes 
Uh, depression is also in there. I do suffer from depression. Never diagnosed with like actual depression, but I definitely feel it when it's, you know, incoming. And sometimes I don't even realize it. And I kind of like fell into it. Um, I am just an overall very bubbly person. It's just the way that I naturally am. So sometimes it's hard for me to pinpoint when I started feeling sad, Mm -hmm. whenever I do feel sad. Now, with that being said, in the past, when I would feel sad, I would, instead of allowing myself to feel whatever I had to feel, I would kind of like push it away and tell myself nothing was wrong. That led to even bigger depressions because I would kind of like, it's kind of like when you're like trying to like suppress your feelings and you keep pushing them down and then all of a sudden it's just like, it's gonna blow and it's just like all the emotions are all out. That's what has happened to me in the past when I would suppress that. So now what I do is that I just allow myself to feel and if there's a day that I didn't feel like doing anything, I don't do anything. I just don't do anything. Like literally I am like a blob on my sofa, just existing and that's okay there are days where that's all you want to do. Now, I will say for all the mamas out there, I do not have children. I have a fur baby. (laughs) Um, I know moms, there are no days where you can call out sick, right? I get that. And I, and I understand that, but it doesn't mean that when you're done doing whatever you got to do that you just like, if there was something that you wanted to like, that you had on your chore list that didn't pertain to keeping your kids alive and fed, Mm-hmm. Um, that there was something on your list that you just don't want to do, don't do it. Don't do it. Go do something. Go take a bubble bath. Go watch a, a Netflix something. Go um, call your best friend, FaceTime. I don't know. And if you don't want to talk to anybody, don't do it. Just don't talk to anybody. You know, but there's days like um, I find myself to be an extrovert, but I could also be very introverted. And I because I give so much of my energy to people, when I'm done Like meeting with people, I'm drained mentally. I'm drained and emotionally because I'm trying to like keep people like feeling good. You know what I mean? I've learned also how to set a boundary because even though that there were days where I maybe felt down or I felt sad or I just didn't want to go out, someone would invite me to do something or ask me to come over or whatever. I would not set the boundary of saying, hey, I can't. And I'd go when you're not feeling your best, when you're not feeling 100%, it's okay if you can't be there for someone in that moment. You got to set that boundary because if not, how are you going to feel better? If you just keep on depleting whatever you have left, when there's nothing there, you just keep on giving it. So you have to take that moment to say, no, I need of me right now. So I'm sorry, I can't be there for you right now. I need to do this. And that's it. But you have to put yourself in that position where no, 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 I come first and I'm going to do this because I need to feel better. That's what I do on my down days. I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to speak with us. I feel like I've learned a lot about PCOS as well as like you in general and your journey. And I really appreciate you always just being willing to share and also how you were just saying that you're a very positive person. Like you I do see that, and I appreciate you for that, and I'm glad that you also have, like, learned to set boundaries and recharge yourself, because you can't pour into other people's cups if you're not pouring into your own.
Yep, yep, yep. And thank you. Thank you for that. Um, before I forget, I wanted to share this audio that I love. It's not an audio. She has an album. She has a newer one, but my favorite one is her first one. Tony, T-O-N-I, Jones, J-O-N-E-S. You can find her on Spotify. She sings, not sings, she kind of just like, I don't know, it's just this vibe. And all she's doing is manifestations. So it's like these, like, it feels like R&B style manifestation songs. And it's all about women. And like, one of the songs is called Healing in Your Heels. Healing in my heels, I'm sorry. And it's the word healing, like I'm healing from something in my heels, like my, my, my shoes. Heels, H-E-E-L-S. <laughs> because she's a powerful woman and she's healing in her heels by being a powerful freaking woman by doing whatever it is that she's got to do so like i love a lot of her her that album i love it just like snoop dogg he has uh <laughs> affirmations yeah <laughs> <laughs> rapping affirmations for kids i love it <laughs> thank you so much Michi. this this was great i was definitely looking forward to getting to speak you today thank you so so much for all your insight you're you are yourself an empowerment pow, a full of empowerment type of woman so kudos to you for for your journey for who you are for what you do for others and and thank you for being here with us today thank you thank you thank you thank you yay thank you guys so much for having me this was really fun but i love it i love it i love this um thank you guys for the time thank you guys for um the space on your freaking dope podcast of just sharing all things about life giving me that time to